0: live with DK DFS breaking down this game. one at the... How do you feel about the slate, my man? How are you doing? Hey,
1: great to be on. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. And yeah, I'm super excited for this one. Um, you know, we got the Millie maker on, on DraftKings. You uh, know, a little bit uncertain here with Giannis and whether or not he plays, but I think it's going to make for a fun showdown slate and uh, excited for this game as well as just, you know, the slate in general. <laughs>
0: Right. I mean, what you were talking about beforehand, we're happy with NBA being back with when we have golf with the John Deere classic that we have to break down. So that kind of tells you how this week is going to go with NBA. So I'm excited about this. slate. I think it's a great slate looking at pricing. It's going to be obviously effective with the honest news. If he's in or out, way are you kind of leaning towards like being in or being out? So if
1: I, I would say it's pretty close to 50, 50, but if I had to say, um, I would lean towards he's out in this game. The only reason I say that is because it's game one of the series. Now, I did see a report that said if the game would have went to game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals, he would have tried to play. Um, so he's obviously getting close to return, but I feel like they might play it safe because it's game one and they can actually afford to lose this one.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what we're wondering is I know these few days did help him, obviously, giving uh, that they had the break. That's obviously kind of gave him a little boost up uh, for you honest, to get that injury prepared. But being at 11 2, he's obviously the highest player here. If he's limited in any fashion, do you like him at eleven two or no?
1: Um, so I feel like I feel like if he plays, he's gonna go like there's gonna be no limitations. So if he does gut it out, I'm like I prefer him out of the like, you know, the top Milwaukee guys. And the reason is just because if he is playing the full game, you have Middleton, Drew Holiday that are that are close in price enough where um, I just think Giannis has that, that combination, the high floor, high ceiling, where I would just rather pay a little bit extra more to get Giannis in. So if, if he is full go, no limitations. I like him. If there for some reason, like you said, if there is maybe a small limit on him, then we'll just kind of have to see what that news is, how much he's limited. You know, are they is he kind of going gonna to be like a decoy out there or? Or what? We don't know exactly how healthy he is.
0: we've seen that with James Harden and kind of with Trey Young, how they used James Harden as a decoy that first game, and then he obviously boomed the second game. So yep. we've seen this before. I think the Middleton price is what scares me off of that because of if Giannis is in, I don't want to pay Middleton ten more. That's the, that's going to be the issue because how are you going to build this lineup with a Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre? you can't literally with Giannis and Middleton at that high price range. Right. So in my opinion, if Giannis is full go, I like him at eleven two. I like him more so than Middleton and Drew Holiday. If I had to pick, though, I wouldn't mind getting Drew Holiday at 9-2 just because of that salary difference for Chris, Chris Middleton, obviously. But what are your thoughts on Chris Middleton if Giannis is in and if, if Giannis is out? Yes, I would say if Giannis
1: is in with, with both the you know Middleton, Drew Holiday, I would say they're they're both a little bit overpriced. Um, would prefer the salary on Drew since he's twelve hundred dollars cheaper. These two have been a little bit frustrating in the playoffs. They kind of take turns each series yeah. being good. You know, it was Drew Holiday in the first series. It was uh, Middleton against the Nets. Um, So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. Like, I would rather take the discount on Drew Holiday over Milton straight up. Now, if Giannis is out, then those two become, you know, two of the top plays of the slate because their usage just goes way up, right? They're going to do it all, rebounds, assists, score the ball. So, yeah, if Giannis is out, I mean, you you load up on on Milton and Drew Holiday, they're going to be very high on as they should be. If Giannis is in, I do think they're both a little bit overpriced. However, I probably would try to get to one of those guys to pair with Giannis if he's in, um, just for, you know, roster construction purposes.
0: Exactly. So, continuing with the Bucks, and then we'll break down the Suns after we break down the Bucks. Yeah. what do you think of Brook Lopez at 7-4, given that he had a career-high game not too long ago, which I don't know how that happened, obviously. That was crazy, in my opinion, after I saw that because I was at work. But 7-4 for Brook, it's going to be interesting for me because of – He's going to be on the court with DeAndre Ayton, so that's going to. How is this going to affect Brooke Lopez in that way? Because we know Brooke Lopez is more of a three-point shooter. If he can get it in the open range, and they'll push Giannis to the center possibly. So, how is this affecting Brooke Lopez at seven four? To you.
1: So yeah, if if Giannis is if Giannis is in, yeah. I really don't have a ton of interest in Brook Lopez. I think he's too overpriced. Okay. Um, you know, the minutes we saw go down in him against Atlanta. Uh, really? to start, like he was four straight games under 20 minutes or under 30 minutes, I should say. And, uh, the last two were, were, 38 and 39 minutes. So, um, if Giannis is out, I feel like he's going to have to be out there a good amount of the game. I would say 35 plus minutes. Yeah. Obviously, say they need him. I need a big body against DeAndre Ayton. Um, but I would just kind of rank rank him as a secondary play. Um, if Giannis is out like fine with it, but like not really starting my lineup with Brooke Lopez. Um, yeah. You know, two games ago, I think, was just more of an outlier. We had a 50-point 50, uh, 50 game. Obviously, four blocks, two steals will help it. So, um, really no interest. If Giannis is um, if Giannis is in, if Giannis is out, I think he's a fine filler play.
0: Which, that kind of goes with reasoning of Bobby Portis, because if Giannis is in, Bobby Portis is going to be out of this rotation, pretty much. He's going to be this, basically behind Cork Lopez. So, in my opinion, this is what the big news is going to be like if Giannis is in, I'm obviously not getting to any 80 Barbie whatsoever. whatsoever. I'm kind of just crossing him off at 6'8", especially. If he was in the 2000s or 3K, then I would maybe look, a, look at a glance with him, but given that he's priced up at almost 7K with Giannis possibly and I'm off of that, but if Giannis is out, this is what does interest me. is he, He's a point per minute guy, obviously, and how is he going to go against DeAndre Ayton is what, what is questioning me, but he's kind of my mystery guy that I don't know what to do with because of the minutes and because of it's going to be DeAndre Ayton. It's a different matchup now with him. So if Giannis is out, that's where I am wanted to get your thoughts on. Is He's kind of my my GPP kind of mystery guy that I don't know what to do with just yet. So what do you think of Bobby Portis?
1: Yeah, so if Giannis is out, I still think he's underpriced here. Um, we saw 36 and 32 yeah. minutes uh, the last couple games with Giannis out. As you said, he's a point-per-minute guy. Great fantasy producer. Um, I would think if Giannis is out, he gets similar minutes. I would think, you know, around 30 uh, probably close to a double-double. Now, he would be playing a decent amount at the four then as opposed to the five if Giannis is um, if Giannis is out. Now, if Giannis is in, that's what he'll play more, the, the backup five, as you said. So, um, yeah, obviously way overpriced if Giannis is in. Then he goes back to his role off the bench of, you know, backup five, maybe about 15 minutes. Uh, but, yeah, if Giannis is out, I think he's still underpriced and one of my favorite plays in the show on the slate.
0: I wouldn't mind him throwing a flyer on him at the captain, possibly, if Giannis is out also. I wouldn't mind that. I'd rather go him than Brooke Lopez. I think ownership is going to be more so on Brooke Lopez because of the outlier game. So, in my opinion, I wouldn't mind throwing a a dart at Bobby Portis at captain two miles with you.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I mean, not going to lie, I played uh, played, played – Oh, sorry. (laughs) My bad. Go ahead. Oh, I was say I played Bobby Portis a yeah. lot in the captain um, last series. Like I want to say almost every showdown slate, I played Portis in the captain. Like even to start, um, when Giannis was in, he was like really cheap, so he allowed you to get those stars in there. Um, and obviously when Giannis was out last couple games, he was way under price. So um, he is one of the few cheaper options that I am considering in the captain spot. And like you said, I'm I'm good going there if, if Giannis is out.
0: Well, especially with how overpriced almost Middleton and Drew Hall they are. If if Giannis is out, I, like I said, I'd rather much go to Bobby Portis at the captain because I feel like people are going to chase that Brooke Lopez game still. I think there's still kind of people wanting to, wanting to get that 50-point game out of Brooke Lopez. But in my opinion, I'd much rather go to Bobby Portis, obviously. So I don't mind rostering him at the captain slot. But then we're kind of going to the bottom of the barrel with Patty C and P.J. Tucker, which – Obviously, P.J. is going to get the minutes. Pat Connison's been – I don't understand what Pat Connison's been doing in this playoff so far. It's been so weird to me what he's been doing with these games. What do you think of them two guys? Yeah, so – It's frustrating with Pat Connison.
1: Pat Connison's minutes are all over the place. Like you said, I don't really know what to make that to. Um I don't really know if Giannis being in or out affects him too much. Like, I thought
0: it would. I thought yeah. it would.
1: I did too, but like he two games ago when Giannis was out, he only played twenty-one minutes. Um he went back to thirty yeah. minutes in the last game. I just think like either way, he's probably gonna play about twenty-five minutes. So again, I don't know if his role changes a ton if Giannis in or out. Um four point eight K, you know, not the best point per minute guy, can knock down some threes, but um Maybe a, a little bit overpriced. Uh, however, again, we are going to have to play some value options, and he's a guy that at least we're we're pretty confident in his role. Like I would be very surprised if he if his role gets like I would be very surprised if he plays under 20 minutes. So with him, you at least yeah. know he's going to be out there. Um, and it's kind of the same thing with PJ Tucker. Like not a good point per minute guy, but you know minutes probably hover around 30 to 35 you know, uh, can knock down a corner three or two, can fall into some rebounds. So those two, not the best point-per-minute guys. However, I think they're in play because they're going to play decent minutes in this series, and they're still relatively cheap.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's been so frustrating just with Pat Connison with his minutes because we don't know what to expect. If, I, if you look at his past scores, literally, it's been 30-12-9-18-15-10-15-2. So that just kind of gives you a sample size of what, what are we going to get out of Pat Connison. But I know it's guaranteed minutes. I know the same thing with P.J. Tucker. Like you said, it's guaranteed minutes that we're getting out of those two guys. With on the Suns bench, we kind of don't know here and there what the minutes are going to be like with a few guys. So dropping down, though, there's really nobody else I want on this team on the Milwaukee side. Not no Jeff Teague, obviously, for me. Forbes has been interesting this series also with all this playoffs with him. I mean, I didn't expect him not to at least play this many minutes. It's been weird with him. What do you think of Forbes?
1: Yeah, Forbes, I mean, probably gets 10 to 15 minutes off the bench. We know really where he's getting his fancy points is he's got to knock down those threes. Now, what was it? It was the first round series against Miami where he caught fire a couple games and yeah. he, had, he had some decent, decent scores. Um, So I think like I always mention this, I've mentioned this with Forbes, you know, the last few weeks that if he comes off the bench and gets hot and nails like two or three threes, I wouldn't be super surprised if like, his minutes go up a bit and maybe Pat Connaughton or Tucker's minutes go down. Right. I think it's it's possible that he could play 15 to 20 minutes um, if he does, you know, shoot really well. And he's very, very cheap. But it's not something I can get to with confidence, because obviously he's a guy that can literally get you zero fancy points if he doesn't hit any shots. And more often than not, we're probably getting at around 10 minutes. So secondary contrarian value play, not a ton of interest for me, more of a large field GPP play.
0: Exactly. It just takes him one series, like one rotation, basically is what I'm trying to say, to catch fire, and then he'll see more minutes, like you are saying. That's all it takes for him. If he can't hit the three, then he's obviously going to be straight to the bench, and he's off for the rest of the game. So that's why he's more of just a guy that, if you want to be different in a GPP large field tournament, go for it. If you think he's going to knock down those like three threes and catch fire, then he can do it, because we saw him get, like you like said, the 28 points of the Heats in one of the Heat games. So he can certainly do it if he catches fire. But Moving on to the Suns, Chris Paul and Devin Booker. What do you think of those two guys up top?
1: Yes, yeah, so I'm having a little bit of a hard time here because, I mean, for basically the whole regular season and playoffs, Devin Booker was more expensive than Chris Paul. Now we have Chris Paul, $200 more. Usually I I, mean, I, I usually prefer Chris Paul because he does more of the peripheral stats, right? He's a guy that last four games, 12, 7, 8, 8 assists. So he has that floor. Um, whereas Devin Booker with Chris Paul in, I mean, he has become a little bit more score independent. So we've seen that floor actually, you know, in the Clippers series where he had three straight 29 fancy point games. Um, I think, you know, for I think Chris Paul is more of your cash game play. Um, and obviously you can still play him in GPs. I just think he has a little bit of a higher floor or Booker. The range of outcomes is a little bit wider. Right. Chris Paul. I think the floor is a little bit higher with him. Both, I think, have a similar ceiling, but I would say more often than not, you know, Booker has a little bit of a, a higher ceiling than Chris Paul. So I'm having a tough time. What do you think with these, uh, the Phoenix guards?
0: If I want the better floor, I'm going to take Chris Paul any day of the week, I think. If I want to just have a safe, like you said, cash game, like safe floor, I'm much more to go to Chris Paul because of, like you said, the peripheral stuff, and the system and everything. Obviously, if we have the mask on with Devin Booker, He's going to get mad, he's going to throw that off, and he's going to catch fire. So, again, we don't know what to expect. Given This is an interesting price point. That's why I was happy to get to these two guys because this is going to make or break this Millie Maker, in my opinion. This is going to literally, like, depending on these two guys, is going to break it. Because if you want Devin Booker, if you think he catches fire, he can obviously get you there with the 77 points that he had in one game in the Clipper series. So he can obviously get you there. But are we going to get the 29-pointers where he's just going to kind of shoot here and there and not really trust his shot? So if I want to take Chris Paul, if I want, I'd want, rather go him, if I can fit in other guys basically like with a Bobby Portis at captain and try to get Chris Paul and then try to fit in somebody else, do I want Devin Booker over Drew Holiday possibly? That's where I'm kind of looking at also is who do I want more so? Because if we look at Drew Holiday, obviously, like you said, he can be super aggressive and take over the series it's been a cooling club between him and Middleton. So this is the pricing where with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Drew Hawley, where you're going to have to be, somebody's going to have to give. So it's going to be interesting to see how this goes in game one, obviously. It doesn't so,
1: so I'd ask, if, would you be okay playing Chris Paul and Devin Booker together in the same lineup?
0: If Giannis is out.
1: Um, Let's say either
0: If Giannis is out. I'd much rather go to just one. I'd rather have Middleton or Drew Holiday. Yep. If Giannis is in, I'd rather double it up with a Devin Booker or Chris Paul because they're going to have to have the firepower, is what I'm trying to say. They're going to have to be somewhere. I don't want to pay Chris Middleton at 10-4. I'd rather go to two guys that I know are guaranteed going to be takeover of this team with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and then I know Giannis is going to do his own thing. Is what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. Because obviously, if Giannis is out, it's going to be hard for me to go away, get away from either Middleton and Drew Holiday, which means, like, you're probably going to be able to get one of those Phoenix guards. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Well, I agree with you.
0: That's the problem, is how we're going to fit in all these studs up the top, because Chris Middleton price is, what, is what's hurting us. Is that 10 4 that price is what's, I don't like it, but we're going to yeah. figure it out. But going down to John Aiden. This is the guy I wanted to talk to you about. Also, what do you think of John Drayton here in this matchup at eight four? Yeah, been interesting for him with him the series. So
1: yeah, he's been a little bit up and down, um, you know, with fancy points wise. Minutes have been really secure for him. I think thirty five to forty minutes. I don't mind the matchup here against Brooke Lopez. He'll probably get you close to double double. Um, I mean, he's basically got a double double last four last five games here. Um, he is a guy that can block some shots. Uh, we saw what four blocks from him three games ago. Other uh, stat lines: two blocks, one block. So it you was know, averaging like about two blocks a game in the last five games here. So, all that being said, I think he is a safer option for sure. 8.4K uh, fair price. Um, I don't know if he's my favorite play in the show on site, but I, I do think he is safe because as long as there's no foul trouble, and he's been doing a good job of staying out of foul trouble. Minutes will be there for him, and um, yeah, all in all, this is just kind of safe play that I'm I'm good with, and I think will be appropriately owned,
0: I guess? So I think he's going to be super low-owned. You do? I think so, because of like you said, with the Drew Holiday down Booker, Bobby Fortis around that same area. Then you have just the 8-4 DeAndre Ayton sitting in the middle of Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. Nobody else is in the 8K. So people are going to try to look at that and just kind of strip over, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I think it's possible. Um,
0: <sighs> Again, this I, is game one, so there's a lot of uncertainty going into this game.
1: Right, right. Um, yeah, if I had to guess an ownership for him, I don't know. I would say probably around 50%, but you think it's going to be lower than that, obviously. I
0: think it's a weird pricing for him at four yeah. because people are just, I think, are going to look over it and try to chase the blair Lopez outlier game that obviously I'm not chasing still. But, but looking at Mikel Bridges and Jay Crowder, these are the two guys also that – are going to have to step it up with this series in order to take over the Bucs. So I think Mikel Bridges, I think he's going to be, I think he's going to see good minutes out there in the usage rate. It's going to be there for him at 6,000. They're going to need that death off of him. So I don't mind him at 6,000 as a contrarian play over Jay Crowder, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I think both these wings are, are always like fine filler plays for me. I don't know if either one stands out. Um, you know, minutes have been a little bit up and down in Bridges, but I think, we, he probably gets 30 to 35 minutes in this one. Obviously, they need his defense out there. Kind of the same with Jay Crowder. Like, both these guys are, you know, the number four, number five in the offense when they're out there uh, behind the big three for Phoenix. Jay Crowder's been struggling of late, um, you know, four last five games under 20 fancy points. I think both these guys are fair plays, and both have upside. It's just kind of rare, right? We've seen a couple 40 fancy games from Bridges. I think we saw one from Crowder. Um, so I, I think they're, they're just decent filler plays for me. I don't know if I'm going to prioritize either of them, but if they fit as the last piece in for
0: me, I'm good with that. I don't blame it either. Yeah. And all, like you said, all it takes with Jake Carter also is just the catch fire with the threes. We've seen it in a couple of series before where he, if he gets that shot going, that shot's going to be going and he's going to stay out there and get his minutes. So, and I think Mikael Bridges is going to definitely need to be out there for the defense. I think he's going to be kind of overlooked also. I don't mind him, like I said, at 6,000 as a filler piece. I wouldn't obviously start him in your lineup, but like you said, if he's the last piece in or the, or the fourth piece in, I don't mind it. But campaign, what do you think of campaign here?
1: So, um, you know, with Chris Paul coming back and being healthy, he's probably going to get around 15 minutes. I mean, he rolled the ankle, about four games ago, didn't really look at like himself the last few games. And then that most recent one, uh, he, he had a nice, or, you know, he didn't shoot the ball the best, but he did a decent fancy game, 7.7 assists, three boards, 4.6 K it's doable, right? We're not going to get huge minutes unless there's uh Chris Paul or Devin Booker foul trouble. So, um, in 15 minutes, again, I think he's fine more of a tournament play because, uh, I don't really think unless we get se- severe foul trouble on those guards that he, he would play more. Um, but yeah, all in all, I think is a fine tournament play. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of off of him. I think he could overtake this Bucks secondary. I, I certainly think he could, because we, I mean, we've seen the upside that he brings to the table playing. So, but do I think at four six, I'm much on the go to a guy possibly like PJ Tucker, because so I know he's going to get the guaranteed 30 minutes. So again, it's minutes for me. I don't really want campaign at four six. I, I don't mind it, but again, I'm much rather the go to a guy who I know has guaranteed minutes in Pat, Pat Connison or PJ Tucker. Um, but dropping down, there's a guy that I really like down here that I don't understand the pricing still is two eight Cam Johnson. What do you think of Cam Johnson at this low price point?
1: Yep, completely agree with you. I think he's I think he's very underpriced. Um, you know, his role off the bench is you know pretty secure. He's fifteen yeah. to twenty-ish minutes, maybe a little bit more. Um, you know, he's been a decent point per minute guy, obviously a good score, can knock down those corner threes. And um, I do, I, I think he's probably about a thousand dollars underpriced, maybe a little bit more. I mean, for the last five games, he's gone for 25, 21, 17 and 22 fantasy points. Now, sure. There's been some foul trouble in those games. Um, and, you know, a couple of those games was when Chris Paul's out and he just played a little more because of that. But yeah, I do. I agree with you. I think he's too cheap and uh, I think he's going to be decently popular tomorrow. I think it's for good reason. I think he is underpriced. I do like Cam Johnson in both formats.
0: I think this is your guy that you're going to lock and load for a value play if you want to fit in those studs, obviously, because I trust him much more than Forbes at two four. So for only four hundred more, I'm much willing to give me Cam Johnson and then Torrey Craig. We don't even know if he's going to see the floor lately. I mean, again, what what do you expect out of Torrey Craig here?
1: Yeah, it was weird because he um, yeah. he played thirty one minutes last game, so that was kind of out of nowhere. But I got you know not really because and Cam Johnson was out. I forgot he was out with the, the illness. Yeah. Um, I mean Troy Craig, he did play decently well on the defensive end. He is a good defender, that is the positive. So, like they could if Giannis plays, they could need him out there for a couple more minutes. Um, I would think he gets his 10 to 15 minutes off the bench, possibly more if he's playing well. Obviously, we're not gonna get 30 minutes again unless there's some severe foul trouble. But I do think he plays here. Um, I just don't think it's a ton unless something weird happens. And with at 3.8 K would much rather get to cam johnson for a little bit cheaper however he's going to be i think a lot lower owned so if you want to take a shot in him in tournaments over cam johnson for ownership i'm okay with it but yeah optimal build wise i think it's it's definitely cam johnson for the discount
0: and then dario sarge in my opinion again we don't know the minutes are going to be for him they may need him more in this series because of the big man with bobby portis and brooke lopez i could see him getting additional minutes but again it's a toss up with him it's game one we don't know but at 2000 do i want to take a flyer on him because of how owned cam johnson's going to be i don't mind that as a gpp again kind of just double the dark get somebody different on your lower tier lineups
1: right yeah i think that's a i think that's a good point because a lot of the ownership if people are spending down for one of these Suns guys i think it's going to be cam johnson such so that should make Sarch uh, pretty low owned um his role should play the back of five and about 10 minutes off the bench. Has been a decent point for a guy and a good shooter. Um, now, if DeAndre Aiden gets in some foul trouble, we, he's been doing a better job of staying out of foul yeah. trouble. We saw one game against Denver where he did get in early foul trouble, and Sarge played 16 minutes and played well, 15 and a half fancy points. So there's a way Dario Sarge is in the winning lineup tomorrow. Um, but I think you would probably need in foul trouble for him to have a really good game or he just needs a complete outlier performance in like 10 minutes where he goes for like 15 to 20 fancy points.
0: So in my opinion, I'd rather get to Sarge if Giannis is in because of Aiton could get in that foul trouble.
1: With yeah, no, know. that's a good point. I think it's a very good point. Um, yeah. Cause Aiden's going to be around the rim, obviously. And Giannis is yeah, he's out there. Is. Yeah. He's going to be trying to, to draw a foul. So um, that, that's a very good point. Uh, I think I agree with you hundred percent. If Giannis is out there, I think there's a better chance that uh, Aiden gets in some foul trouble.
0: So down here, if you had to rank it, what would you do with campaign, Conanton, Tucker, Craig, Johnson? How would you rank those guys in your value plays that you like? Um,
1: I would say probably okay. Cam Johnson looks the best point per dollar at 2.8k, and then I would say followed by Conanton and PJ Tucker. Um, and, and the reason I, I put those uh, two behind or uh, close is because Conanton, Tucker, again, the minutes, right? They're they're going to play some decent minutes. Tucker, I would say around 30, maybe more. Conanton probably around 25. So I think my favorite value option of these cheap guys is Cam Johnson, just because he's 2.8K. Uh, but then probably Conanton and Tucker right behind them.
0: Exactly. That's what I was kind of looking at is it's kind of a coin flip with Paddy C and Tucker. I think you can go either guy. They're both going to get the minutes. And again, Cam Johnson at 2-8, he's going to be over-owned, obviously. It's going to happen. But at 2-8, I'm going to get to him when I know I can fit in other studs at the top because of Cam Johnson. So my last question before we head out here, my man, who do you have in this game one, Suns or Bucks?
1: So um, game one, I'm going to go a little bit contrarian here. I think the Bucks pull it off Um, even if Giannis is in or out. I think they pull off an upset here. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased because I did bet on the Bucs to win yeah. to win uh, at the beginning of the season, or the beginning of the playoffs. But um yeah, I mean they've shown they can beat good teams without Giannis. So um I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be close. Um, I'm hoping for a Bucks win. Uh, but what's Vegas adds is what Suns favored by six, right? So I think um,
0: something like
1: that, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So what about you? Are you Bucks or Suns?
0: It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy seeing Game One. I, it, I think it all depends on if Giannis is in. I think we could see the Bucks pull this off. I really do. But at the same time, the Suns, the Cinderella story, it, can it continue with Monty Williams? I think it can. I mean, it's gonna be crazy seeing this series. But I cannot wait for it. Again, thank you for coming on to hopping on with me and talking about the slate. It was definitely fun breaking down Game One, and we'll definitely have to do it again, my man.
1: Hundred percent. Thanks for having me on, Cody. It was it was a lot of fun talking uh, DFS with you. <laughs>
0: Of course. So, again, guys, before we head out of here, hit that like button for me. Definitely subscribe. Go check out DKDFS's channel. He breaks down every sport, CSGO, Call of Duty, NBA. I know NFL's coming up. It's going to be pretty big, and obviously PGA. So, I'll have his links in my description below. So, go definitely go check him out. And, again, come hang out with us in the Discord, talking about this NBA slate, and definitely come hit me up on Twitter. So, again, guys, this is Game 1 in the NBA Finals, Milwaukee at Phoenix. I thank you for tuning in. Have a great and safe rest of your night, everybody.